0: Welcome to the Business That Story Built podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bilbrey, a marketing strategist and brand story expert. My goal is to help you understand exactly what sets you apart from your competitors and how to confidently and authentically share that with the world. Your stories are what draw in your audience and keep them coming back for more of you and what you offer. In the business world, The top storytellers grow the top businesses. Let's chat about how to share your stories to grow your business. Welcome. I am so excited about today's episode for a few reasons. First of all, because I'm doing something that has never yet been done on the Business That Story Built podcast. I am bringing in a guest interview today. And I'm really excited. I'm excited to be able to bring on someone else, and I'm excited about what we're going to be doing, because I know there are some of you out there who are wondering, what is it really like when you work with Christy? I I am not really sure what exactly would happen with this whole story experience. So, I am bringing you behind the scenes into a real live client session, and you get to hear uh, just after the beginning, we she went through one exercise first, but then how I help someone start to identify and pull out some of the different key pieces of their story that we're going to use in shaping her brand story. So I'm really excited to have you guys listen in on that today. And now I would like to introduce you to who she is. My very first guest ever is Ashley Washington. You guys are going to love her personality and her heart. Ashley is a team leader with Young Living. She is a certified emotional healer and a life and business coach at the Sacred Sparkle. She goes by the handle Sparkle Mama, and her mission is to help women be restored to their purpose and identity in their God-given intent She wants to introduce them to convergence of purpose where they are flowing in all the things they were created to flow in. So I hope you will join me in welcoming Ashley to the show. Thanks
1: for coming on today, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Yes, I know. It's Ashley and I met in a mastermind program and we just hit it off right away. And uh, she's now in a group program that I am doing that is all about brand story. So I am excited that she was willing to come on here and dive deep into this part of her story with all of you guys. And I know you're going to love getting to know her. well so I'm going to just walk through this process the way that I would with any client. so like I said she's already done the first piece I've I've had her fill out a memory prompt brainstorm with a ton of different questions like a biographers approach into her life a lot of different pieces of her life but before we dive into that we're first gonna get a little bit of clarity on her background in terms of strategy so Ashley, can you tell um tell me a little bit about your the main call to action that you have like um what are you really trying to focus on right
1: now? Absolutely. Well, I really want to touch the heart of women that they would begin to see their value and I want to offer them the opportunity to connect to their heart whether that's spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically through wellness. Um, through finding their purpose, and then my offers and my call to action are going to answer those questions that keep them from that, from finding the convergence, and there's a lot of factors in that, but um, I just really want to awaken and bring awareness to the fact that we have these amazing gifts inside of us as women, and they can Um, be stopped by some things, but I have the answers to help women to overcome those roadblocks. And would you say that um,
0: a lot of your content is focused more on the coaching and letting them know what you're doing with the coaching or more on the network marketing side, or what would you say the main focus is for a lot of
1: your content? For sure. Um, I would say that it's more focused on the network marketing aspect of it, but I'm very passionate about combining and bringing in my skills and my knowledge on the coaching side of things to help people to have great success in the network marketing and not just sell a product or, you know, try to convince their warm market that they need to buy this thing, but to really give them a vehicle through the network marketing aspect to bring who they are to the, to the table. And then I guess in a way to sell without selling. So my, yes, my focus would be on the network marketing side of it and then incorporating the empowerment skills that, that I bring.
0: Okay. So if they're going to click a button, um, that button is going to take them to learn more about the network marketing opportunity or what is that? um, What's that initial,
1: What are they opting into or what are they signing up for initially? Absolutely. Um, They're opting into a one-on-one consultation with me to see what needs they have and what I have to offer that would meet those needs, whether it be a network marketing business. I do one-on-one coaching as well. I do offer that. Um, But their initial contact with me would be, here's this opportunity to have a free one-on-one consultation to see what I have to offer that would fit the needs that you have. Okay. okay. And what would you say would be the top
0: fear or the top desire that a lot of the women that you talk to have?
1: Well, as I've done coaching and as I've worked with women in network marketing, um, it often comes down to a lack of identity which shuts our voice down. It shuts our creativity down. And when we don't know who we are and the gifts that are planted in each one of us, then it makes it difficult to bring that out and um, bring that to the world in an authentic way.
0: Okay. So they are stuck in their identity. Do they know that when they come to you or do they not realize that? I think
1: it shows up in frustration, for sure. They may not know why they're frustrated, but I know just with my own experience, I was having, I was physically ill, which was telling me you're out of alignment with who you're called to be. And so I think that oftentimes we, if we can help them to assess, hey, what are you feeling like physically? What's happening in your emotions? What's happening in your thoughts? That. They will begin to see that they're stuck. They probably come to me with frustration of throwing their hands up in there. I just don't even know what to do with this, but I know okay. there's something more that has tended to be what what I've experienced. And so they're
0: they're stuck, they're frustrated, and you feel like the main issue that's holding them back is just kind of this this void of what their identity really is. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yes. okay. Maybe a lack of value would play into that as well. Um, lack of worth. Okay.
0: So um, that's kind of my way of working backwards to The type of story that you need to share because we always, to get someone to, to understand why they need our call to action, they need to understand the emotion that would draw them to that. And so if the emotion that draws them to say, ooh, I really need Ashley's help is I have a lack of clarity around my identity, then we back up one step further and the type of story that you're going to share to get them there is where you have experienced a lack of worth, a lack of value, and how you went through your journey to discover that you even had that lack, and then how you moved into where you are today and how you found that. Um, Because you want to empower them that, oh, I can see myself in this story. So where she's showing up, I relate to that and I want where she is right now. So that's the kind of story that we are going to create today. And so I want to start with, like I mentioned to everybody who's listening, we started by having her go through memory prompt brainstorm. So I wanted to ask you first, if any pieces, which pieces really stood out to you? It doesn't even matter why, even if you're like, I don't know why, but I just, you know, this one or or these questions really stuck out to me.
1: Um, The ones that stuck out to me were... um, who has influenced you? Um, who, has, who have you looked up to? Who has poured into your life? Who has been an example of, of who you want to be? It sounds like there were a lot of teachers. Mm-hmm, there were, and I actually was a teacher, so <laughs> it, it made a lot of sense why the teacher aspect was so important to me.
0: Yeah, I want you to go into that just for a minute. So you had mentioned a few different teachers at really pivotal moments in your childhood and adolescence who were there for you. And um, so I guess what meaning did you take from that? Like, what did that look like? Even if it's just an example, like what pops into your head?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, interestingly enough, and I'm just now connecting this as we're talking, is that what my very first experience in kindergarten with a teacher was was a negative experience. Um, she was very harsh. And so that set the tone for me to maybe be a little bit fearful. So when the teacher, like I think about my second grade teacher Um, when she had so much compassion in a time in my life where my mom was getting remarried, um, it's as if I had this expectation that you can't maybe trust a teacher, but she went above and beyond that expectation to ease the fearfulness that I had in my heart and the the unsteadiness, even though I, to this day, love my stepdad, he's amazing, um, as a young child in second grade, you're not sure what to expect and it can be very fearful. So she, she was very pivotal in easing fear for me, even when I expected it to, it had less expectations of her. She went above and beyond.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can tell that that definitely meant a lot in shaping your heart at such a young age.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so um, what else? What else jumps out at you in going through this? Mm-hmm. And you can take a minute, you know, if you want to. Sure.
1: Well, I think what popped out to me that I had never taken notice of was the dualities that I seem to have been grown up in. Um, being that my parents were divorced, I would be, our lives were so different at each, my life was so different in each one of my parents. And as I looked through and walked through some of these questions, I realized that I still have a lot of duality that are kind of would seem to be opposite ends of the spectrum of the life that I've lived. So, you know, for example, with my dad, we was very rural and the country life horses kind of wild. I guess you would say with my mom, it was really, city we went to church very often the the spiritual aspect of my life was very much developed there but the fun and freedom was probably developed um you know with my dad and whereas i used to think that was a negative thing to have you know be the product of divorce i can see that it's actually caused me to be very capable of meshing and fitting in wherever I happened to to be so that that really stood out to me. The the questions of, um, you know where where you were as a child and that the influence that that both of those aspects had on my life was eye opening.
0: How did you feel like your dad poured into you with like obviously the um, the surroundings kind of lent themselves to that wild and free. Um, feelings and what that inspired in you, did he also kind of amplify that? Were there pieces of him that encouraged
1: that? Um, Absolutely. Um, The thing that affected my younger years with growing up with my dad was that in that time frame, there was a lot of alcohol use. (laughs) And so um, while today, again, another place where there's some duality, but in those early days, um, the freedom aspect of it was, the unstructured part was overshadowed by abuse of, you know, substance abuse issue. And um, while now he has been sober for 20 plus years, in those early days, it did, it absolutely lended itself to picking up some beliefs about myself that, um, some were good and some were not so great because as you know when you're the child of someone with a substance abuse issue you become somebody who does have to be a chameleon you have to keep the peace you just lay low your voice gets maybe you just don't use your voice like you normally would to have the freedom to do that so again there's that place duality freedom to have fun and um, I took it the older I got I was you know in junior high when he or even up in, actually he did, he was still using alcohol and I was in college and that's when he quit, but I could take advantage of some things in a way and have fun, so the fun and freedom aspect of it there, but also the, what it brings to the table is um, fear and insecurity and um, not quite knowing who you are and who you're supposed to be in every aspect just to, to keep the peace. And he wasn't violent at all. Um, violence wasn't a part of it. It was more absence and fear of where where is he? And fear for, is he gonna be okay? And so as a child, when you take on the fear for the safety of a parent, it adds a whole level of, um, maybe dysfunction that you have to walk through later on and, and learn to not let affect you in your future.
0: Definitely. And you mentioned your mom, you kind of, you know, explain them as the dualities. So looking back on your experience growing up and spending time with her, um, how did that make you feel? I know you mentioned that you're a mama's girl, and there were multiple women, um, I think, on your mom's side of the family that just really poured into you. So how would you contrast that? Like, what are the kind of feelings or words that come to mind when you think about growing up and spending the time with your mom
1: during that time of your life? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it was safe. It was predictable. It was structured. Um, On the... You know when you extend that into if, if there was a, a flip side to that it was maybe a little more restraining um lots of you know we went to church a good bit and lots of roles and and that sort of thing but again <laughs> so funny how life has always got these flip sides and the other sides of the coin um but but the women that and even with with my dad, I will say I'm just now again making this connection that my stepmom was a very grounding force within that chaos um, but but with my mom and the the women that I mentioned, my grandmother, my aunt, um, so much uh, um, anchors in the chaos that was the rest of our life, or you know, that was an aspect of my life, and um, seeing I am getting a little emotional about that, and just seeing these women not even doing it for any purpose except just out of love that they would influence my life in such dramatic ways that I haven't really even noticed until right now. So, um, stability, peace, predictability the things that kids crave and need in order to flourish, uh, I think. So
0: So when you think about how as a child kind of going between these two worlds, so to speak, and you think about the your own value and your own worth at that time, what did that look like? Because it was kind of like a mishmash. So how did you kind of square that up if you can remember what you were thinking and feeling at the time.
1: Yeah. Um, wow. I, I, that's so amazing that you're asking this because I, I, I didn't dial into this, but I was a really good student. So I, my grades and I was a, a good athlete and to succeed in those areas was a place of identity for me with my parents Um, definitely I was connected into sports and to the teachers because they did bring that aspect of a place that I could shine and that I had stability and I knew who I was and, um, I could look to them and look to the coaches, the teachers, the sports, the excelling, to excel in those places brought me the validation that I needed and, you know, as a, as a kid, we all need to be validated. So, um, what a blessing looking back on to see that there, those people, I believe God placed them in my life to bring that validation. And even though I would go off course and seek validation in some unhealthier ways as I got older, when I was younger, um, man, they were really a life force that kept me off on the, on the rails. So, it just makes me very grateful in this moment for them. It's no surprise
0: that you went on to become a teacher when it sounds like they really helped you have that sense of belonging. And as a child to develop a sense of identity at the time, it sounds like they, while you had, you know, you had your mom, you had your dad, stepmom, and a lot of people, it sounds like that was kind of one place where you could always know exactly what to expect, and where you are at. Um, so that makes a lot of sense that, that you would have such a high regard for teachers and to go on to become that. Um, so moving on to other parts of life, what else kind of stood out to you going through this? Is
1: there anything else that jumped off the page at you? Um, let me see. I'm going to kind of think for a second. Um, looking into my job history was funny. (laughs) It made me laugh. Um, You know, just sales has always been an aspect of what I do. And um, whether it be a side hustle or what I do now full time, I've always had that aspect of my personality that's influencing and wanting to help others to see something that they have need of. (laughs) Um, So I've absolutely been for the most part, it's like that same thing has flowed out of me, even if it wasn't the most ideal situation. Um, I do know too with my job history that working in food service was absolutely not my calling <laughs> at all. <laughs> and there's lots of hilarity with that, but, um, you know, still it was, it's an aspect of me to serve and to bring to you something that's going to enhance your life. Um, so the same purpose flowed out no matter where I was. Um, that's very cool. Something just, that, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. That, that's all. That was good. Yeah. Well, something that stuck out to
0: me, um, that I think is kind of cool. So you, part of your background, it sounds like you, you looked up to Miss Texas. Um, and then you also have a background where you sold Mary Kay. And so I feel like also, it seems like coupled with identity, uh, the word image comes to mind with me with some of these and maybe role models or helping women. So, I guess, where do you and you also have Dolly Parton, who I love, <laughs> yes, <me laughs> and too. the way that she has been, um, you know, a positive influence in how she overcomes life and image is definitely important for her. And you think. In Texas, everything is bigger. So I imagine Miss Texas is bigger. So maybe you can talk about any memories, whether it's in this, uh, you know, what you answered or otherwise, how do you feel like image plays a part in identity and, and where did that come from in you? What made you start getting
1: interested in that? Wow. What a connection that I, again, I haven't made, um, you know, how we see ourselves, and the perceptions that we have of ourselves do become our identity. It's who we identify with. And honestly, as I'm thinking through this, it really affects me on a deep level when someone doesn't have the correct identity and image of themselves. And at the core of who we are, my faith conviction is that we're made in the image of God. And when that gets messed up and skewed, then it comes out in our life in a way that can be very painful and dysfunctional. And so, you know, sometimes people might make you think or feel like, and, and I remember thinking and feeling this, especially within the realm of Mary Kay, like it's, so, it's vanity and it's, you know, just Makeup, how big of a deal is that really? But on the underlying core of makeup is image, and then handing someone the gift to say, Look at yourself in the mirror with everything that's beautiful about you brought to light. Um, I, people did that for me, so I see the importance of that, and where it's, it, it might just look like makeup, but to be taken with image, it has such a deep importance and and deep value to who I'm called to be. So I really think I have this desire to hand women a mirror that says, look who you really are. Um, You're beautiful and you're created in the image of a perfectly beautiful God.
0: And you mentioned that people did that to you. So who, who did that to you? What did that look like?
1: You know, it, it definitely didn't look like, Hey, I'm here to show you who you are in God. <laughs> it was so, it was again, that selling without selling theme. Um, it showed up in uh, high school, it showed up with a volleyball coach who led us to a state championship, but he was that father or even grandfather role in my life that, you know, when it comes to a grandparent, they love you no matter what. They just love you because you showed up on earth. <laughs> um, and that was really a concept that he instilled into each one of us girls is y'all are winners. You can do this. I believe in you, but your value is so much more than just show- being on this volleyball court and making a good play. Um, you, your value is because you exist. And um, I've had mint another mentor too that um, a spiritual mentor, and uh, that same thing, like, this is who you really are. This is how God sees you. And sometimes we have this, our image gets messed up that we can't see ourselves as God sees us. So therefore our value decreases in our own eyes. And then we allow others to to devalue us or to not hold us in the highest of esteem that, that we should be held in. So, um, just, Yeah.
0: And what about, so I want to go back to like specifically Mary Kay, Miss Texas, Dolly Parton. So even the, the physical aspect of image, um, those kept coming up. So who, who kind of brought you into that and what, what made that exciting and interesting for you?
1: Wow. Um, you know, my grandmother is a big part of that. I, as the oldest grandchild, spent a lot of time with her, um, Firstborn, and a girl. And so I got to be the, somehow, I mean, anybody was invited, but I chose to go and stay summers with her. And thinking back on it, um, she had makeup, she had nail stuff, she even had wigs. I mean, she was to me, in my eyes, the epitome of grace beauty. She was tall, thin, and she also had lots of beautiful shoes. And that I think is where she was also a huge, had a huge impact on my life spiritually. Mm. And she is who I just thought that is, you know, again, to looking back at pictures with her, of her, um, so stylish and always looking so beautiful Um, and then tying that to the, to the spiritual connection and and her bringing the truth of who God is and the power of, of Jesus and, and all of that. So I really just now I'm seeing that, but yeah, it was my grandmother. Okay. So we have
0: teachers and your grandma as really kind of shaping the early version of how you saw your identity
1: hmm
0: yep okay um well moving right along is there anything else that stands out that you wanted to bring up
1: um you know funny that I'm just going to mention this and that is you know with the Dolly Parton the Miss Texas um Mary Kay and I think I was really drawn to Mary Kay because there every year there would be seminar and you would see people who had succeeded and gotten to the top levels of the company beautifully dress um, on stage. A connection with all of those is performance, is um, showing up big, (laughs) like you said. I mean, we all know Dolly Parton is big in every way, hair (laughs) to everything else. (laughs) Um, And then Miss Texas, I mean, you know, Miss Texas was always who everyone looked to in the pageant, like what's she going to be doing this year? So that's funny that all of those have an aspect of stage performance and drama and lots of, lots of makeup and lots of beauty. So it was really on display. That aspect of of each one of those aspects shows that beauty is really on display. Okay. I like that. And
0: then moving into adult life, well, I guess Mary Kay would have been adult life. So, mm-hmm. other pieces that that stood out to you?
1: Well, um, getting into motherhood and getting into, I think, I, I, for sure that changes your. Self-perception; it changes who you show up in the world as because now you're a nurturer, a provider. I think in that arena, that is funny you say that because I actually considered Mary Kay back when I turned 18 in high school, and my mom said no, (laughs) so I was too young to to do that and have a business. And so there was always that interest there, but then when I was able to, I came to a place where my identity was in a, it was, it's beautiful to be a mother, but it it also has this aspect of shaking a little bit of who you believe yourself to be and who you really are and all of that. So that's when I did get into Mary Kay is when, um, like, oh, I'm responsible for someone else here. So I'm not quite sure how to handle that and work with that. So let's go back to this place with, where I know I can do what I know what to do with makeup and with, connecting with other women. It was really a a place that I connected because I have all boys and I have this really huge feminine aspect of who I am. But when you're a boy mom, that, (laughs) that gets tamped down just a little bit. And so in my adult life, I've seen that I've done well in my role as a mom. I'm passionate about it. I love my boys more than life itself. Um, uh, but there's also been a need for connection with, with women and, um, beauty and image and all of those things. So, um, now I believe that as I've gotten healthier internally and in my beliefs that it does even still play out in what I do now with Young Living. And I love the connection with women aspect of it, but there's a, there it, because there is natural makeup in the line, then I can flow in that image aspect, Um, Mm -hmm. the the image has become, I can see how important all the aspects of image are from physical health to spiritual, emotional, all of those things, so. I love it, so good.
0: Okay, let me see which pieces I wanted to dive into. I kind of underlined some words and words that popped out to me, which were identity, validation, nurture, unconditional love, overcame, crazy courage, victim mentality, curious, obedient, and people pleaser. And then your strengths of discernment, encouragement, and uh, prophetic ability, so looking at it just seems like even in the even in the time that we've been having this conversation, which just kind of opens the conversation about what type of story to share and which pieces to really glean, um, it sounds like it was. Looking at some of those dualities, and then feeling like even from a young age, I need to make sense of it and to know, almost it seems like instinctively that, well, showing up in academics, showing up as an athlete, those are where I know I can get the um, the validation and meaning of exactly where I am. Uh, And so, and then it kind of seems like that poured into from that internal side, then it was also the external side that it seems like your grandma kind of bridged those internal and external combined. And it seems like you really um, just see her as such an amazing woman to exemplify that it would make sense that you saw Mary Kay. As a place where you could do both the physical as well as the connection to women and see these strong women and help women with identity in a way that you knew. And then I know we're cutting out a lot, but fast forwarding to Young Living and seeing that as kind of even going deeper with very natural pieces of image, identity, beauty, health spiritually, physically, it seems like it's kind of, it's been building. And so that's kind of where it is. And that makes sense with your, Mm. you're clearly a teacher and what is on your heart to teach is how to have a sense of identity, whether you're a mom, whether it's through makeup, whether it's through health, health struggles, natural health, kind of looking at, you know, the spiritual aspect. So Definitely, I see you as being a teacher wherever you are, you know, selling Young Living or not, you're on a mission, like you said, uh, to help women with this um, this whole identity concept. So I think that is, you know, just going back to the very beginning, we talked about um, what call to action you have and what someone needs to feel. And it's that struggle with unsure. Who they are, that kind of void in identity. So I think for you, we've unpacked a few that we'll probably uh, continue in our next meeting to dive into. But in terms of a story arc, um, it makes sense when you're little. It's kind of taking these little pieces where you know one or two pieces where you felt a lack of worth, or even if it wasn't necessary a lack of worth, it was an uncertainty, as what you said. And that makes sense with kind of the duality of how you were raised, that it was there was uncertainty. So you want to help women get certain. So you're going to kind of show them where you haven't been certain and how you got certain at different times in your life, leading you to where you are now. And so that no matter where they are and what they've gone through with a lack of uncertainty, there's always a way to it. And so you're going to help them find that. So that's essentially the story arc that I see your brand story taking. So I would just ask you to kind of sit with this and um, think about it. And obviously we, we get to meet again next week. And so we can continue on with diving deeper into starting to flesh out a little bit of that story arc for your audience.
1: Wow. That is amazing. (laughs) Uh, If I didn't already know this, now I can beyond a shadow of a doubt say you are so gifted at this and you are most definitely in your purpose because wow, that is amazing, Christy. so good.
0: Well, thank you. Well, I'm just excited to be able to dive into your story. This is what's really fun for me is getting to see the inside of what makes someone tick and and It's always really beautiful and amazing the way that um, they have decided they are going to commit their lives to doing something and, and really sharing that in a way that everybody can just see your heart all at once. So, So thank you for letting me come in and do that. For those of you interested in learning more about Ashley, you can find her on Facebook at The Sacred Sparkle on Instagram at the underscore sacred underscore sparkle, and on YouTube at the sacred sparkle. For everybody listening, I hope that gives you a good inside scoop into uh, part of what it looks like to work with me and work on your brand story. So thanks so much for joining and as always, happy storytelling. If you're ready to dive deeper into exploring the wealth of stories you have to offer, grab my free guide, Become Your Audience Bestie at bit.ly forward slash bestie podcast. That's bit.ly forward slash bestie podcast. You can also find the link in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and I would be oh so appreciative if you would also take a moment to leave a review. Do you know someone else who needs this episode? Make sure to share the link with them. Thanks for listening.